cause of confusion is a multiplicity of choices. Oneness is simplicity and clarity of thought. No consideration of options required. Just do it. Grandmother Eve was robbed of the simplicity of oneness. Satan offered a second option. He was the second voice. Eve was lured away from the first voice, God's voice, by false rationality, beauty, and an empty promise. Concerning biblically divergent doctrines, the Apostle Paul pens the word of God in 2 Corinthians 11, 2 and 3, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I might present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. In the Garden of Eden, the simplicity of oneness was broken. Even an act of unbelief and disobedience ate of the forbidden fruit. Adam followed her lead, and they died the second death that very day, were cast out of paradise, and sin and death began to reign. Because they cast off God, the spirit of life, all their offspring were spiritually stillborn. Ephesians 2.1 speaks of the born again, and you hath he quickened, which means make alive, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. The situation for mankind was very bleak, but God made a way of escape. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus calls this way born again, literally born a second time, but this time of the Spirit of God. Have you been born a second time? Will today be your day of salvation? No matter how dark your situation, no matter how hopeless, Jesus Christ will meet you now. Click on to further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God where everything is one. Now for today's subject. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Proverbs 3:19, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth by understanding, hath he established the heavens. God said, John 3, verse 19, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Man said, We are simply animals pursuing our pleasures. Satisfy your desires, whatever they are. Now the record. It is not possible to disobey and mock the word of God without suffering the curse. It cannot be done. Sooner or later, payday comes, and come it will. Galatians 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All of God's commandments have inherited within them a blessing or a curse, because God's word is the inerrant truth. Obeying the commandments yields the blessing of doing the right thing. Because God's word is the inerrant truth, disobeying the commandments yields the curse of doing the wrong thing. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 872, that will once again prove the inerrancy of the God-authored Holy Bible. 
All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio in defense of the gospel of Jesus Christ and as bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. Is it true? Is every jot and tittle of the beautiful book true? This is the fifth week in a series fashioned after the original God Said, Man Said proof series published long before the World Wide Web. Here you will find in rapid order irrefutable God proofs that the God of the Bible is. Number 66, Exodus chapter 12, 17 through 20. And ye shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For in this selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall ye observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at even, ye shall eat unleavened bread until the one and twentieth day of the month at even. Seven days shall there be no leaven found in your houses. For whosoever eateth that which is leavened, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. Ye shall eat nothing leavened, and all your habitations shall ye eat unleavened bread. Every commandment of God yields fruit on two platforms, first spiritual, then physical. At the time the commandment was given, much of the physical benefits, fully known by the Creator, were not known to man's science. But those who obeyed and continued to obey enjoyed those benefits. The global plague called yeast infection is a good example. It's called Candida albicans. Candida albicans is leaven or yeast, the fungus that subsists on the surface of all living things. It is what causes bread to rise and fruit juice to ferment. This candida is normally present on all external and internal body surfaces such as skin, mucosae, and the digestive tract. But when the body's normal balance is broken and candida albicans reproduces unchecked, the results can be everything from mild discomfort to death. Candida albicans, common yeast, is a parasite that's transmitted through ingestion and sexual contact. When out of balance, it enters the bloodstream and travels to the heart, lungs, or brain, where it can cause deadly blood poisoning. Immunologist Alan Levin of the University of California at San Francisco estimates that one-third of the American population may be ill-affected by Candida albicans allergies. The following is the list of what, can what an imbalance of yeast in the human body can produce. 1. Nervous system. Fatigue headaches, dizzy spells, anxiety, nervous tension, panic attacks, depression, schizophrenia, insomnia, irritability, attention deficit, and spaced-out feeling. Most common are depression, nervousness, unexplained fatigue, hyperactivity, and autism in children. 2. Digestive system, unexplained chronic abdominal pain, canker sores in the mouth, Indigestion, heartburn, constipation, bloating, gas, and intolerance to common foods. Number three, reproductive system. PMS, infertility, breast lumps, pelvic pain, recurrent vagina yeast infections in women and prostate problems in men. Number four, respiratory system. Asthma, 
Other symptoms are reoccurrent skin fungus and fungus, infections such as ringworm, athlete's feet or nail problems, ear problems, diaper rash, arthritis, sensitivity to heat or cold, hair loss, allergy symptoms, nasal and sinus problems, and muscle problems. Have you experienced some of these symptoms? The answer is, of course. Three out of four women will contract yeast infections, and 50 million will get it over and over again. Dr. William Crook, a noted expert on this subject and author of the book The Yeast Connection, prescribes a seven-day elimination of all offending foods. His list of foods include all leavened carbohydrates, such as bread, donuts, cakes, pastries, cookies, and basically all other foods and drinks that have experienced the fermentation process, as well as fruit juices, fried juices, mushrooms, and sugars of all forms. University of Toronto said in their article titled Yeast Infections that an individual experiencing reoccurring yeast infections should eliminate offending foods for seven days. Thousands of years before medical science was even so named, God in his perfect wisdom gave his people instructions that solved the rampant epidemic of unchecked candida albicans. This annual commandment has inherit within it a blessing or a curse. Number 67, Genesis 4, verse 10, and he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Do you remember the 1954 murder case? in which Dr. Sam Shepard was convicted of murdering his wife. A long-standing television series, The Fugitive, was fashioned after the Shepard case. A major motion picture called by the same name was also made. Ten years after the initial trial, Shepard won the right to a retrial. After ten years of serving hard time, he was acquitted. Yet many still thought Dr. Shepard was simply getting away with murder. In 1970, Dr. Sam Shepard died at the age of 46. In 1977, the doctor's son sued the state of Ohio to once and for all clear his father's name. A vial of dried blood from the crime scene was discovered, and a DNA analysis was conducted to establish whether the assumed third person was present and complicit at the time of Mr. Shepard's death. The blood has a voice. It's true. The blood can cry out from the earth. Only the creator of the universe could have known this truth nearly 6,000 years ago. Proof number 68, Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. God sets before us life and death, blessing and cursing, and he says, choose. God said, man said the record is a category on this website that continually reviews the ongoing global field studies stacked with empirical data that shockingly proves that in God's commandments there is a blessing or a curse. For example, God commands against all sexual relationships outside the marriage uh, marriage bed. Hollywood said, forget about it. According to the CDC, 110 million U.S. residents have STDs, sexually transmitted diseases. The curse lives inside disobedience. Proof number 69, Leviticus chapter 2, verse 13, and then Mark 9, verse 50. And every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt. 
Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. Mark 9.50, Jesus said, Salt is good, but if the salt have lost his saltness, wherewith will ye season it? Have salt in yourselves, and have peace one with another. Before we get into the details of the salt controversy, you should know that the health food industry's endorsement is on sea salt, sea salt that still retains its many minerals. New research published by the news media in May 2013 has knocked the anti-salt zealots on their aggregate backsides. The May 14 headline in the New York Times reads, No benefit seen in sharp limits on salt in diet. A few paragraphs follow. In a report that undercuts years of public health warnings, a prestigious group convened by the government says there is no good reason, based on health outcomes, for many Americans to drive their sodium consumption down to the very low levels recommended in national dietary guidelines. The new expert committee, commissioned by the Institute of Medicine at the behest of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, said there was no rationale for anyone to aim for sodium levels before 2300 below excuse me 2300 milligrams a day the group examined new evidence that had emerged since the last such report was issued in 2005 as you go below the 2300 mark there is an absence of data in terms of benefits and there begins to be suggestions in subgroup populations about potential harms said Dr. Brian L. Strom, chairman of the committee and a professor of public health at the University of Pennsylvania. He explained that the possible harms included increased rates of heart attacks and an increased risk of death, end of quote. Several excerpts from a feature published by Hot Air July 11, 2013, titled CDC, Oops, Salt is Not Actually Dangerous and Cutting It May Be Harmful, written by Mary Catherine Hammond, she said, a recent report commissioned by the Center of Disease Control reviewed the health benefits of reducing salt intake, and the take-home message is that salt, in the quantities consumed by most Americans, is no longer considered a substantial health hazard. What the CDC study reported explicitly is that there is no benefit and may be a danger from reducing our salt intake below one teaspoon per day. What was absent from the report is the difference between healthy mineral salts and iodized table salt. It may be that we're better off with more salt than less, up to two or even three teaspoons per day. How did it happen that such standard medical advice drifted astray, astray excuse me, and then went uncorrected for so long? This review by the National Academics Institute of Medicine, commissioned by the CDC, considered dozens of studies from cross-cultured, less reliable, to prospective randomized with control most reliable. Most studies showed no relationship between salt intake and any health outcome. Some seemed to be indicative that more salt had a beneficial effect. Proof number 70. Deuteronomy 14, verse 6, and also verses 9 through 11. And every beast that parteth the hoof and cleaveth the cleft into two claws, and cheweth the cud among the beasts that ye shall eat. These ye shall eat of all that are in the waters, all that have fins and scales shall ye eat. And whatsoever hath not fins and scales, ye may not eat it. It is unclean unto you. Of all clean birds ye shall eat. Numerous chapters in the Bible 
deal with the diet. The creator of all things know which creatures are good for human consumption. It is true that a believer can eat what he wishes by employing the supernatural prayer of faith, sanctifying his food. But keep in mind that the vast, vast majority of this world cannot. Dr. Rothschild has this to say regarding eating food. Do not consume any meat of scavenger animals comprising pork, all shellfish varieties, skinfish, which are scaleless fish, scavenger birds, snakes, and most reptiles. The reason for this biblical prohibition is dual. The first consists in that the meat of such animals is about ten times more perishable, difficult to preserve, than that of the allowed animals. Frequently, people do not realize that a piece of meat is already poisonously spoiled until they perceive the toxic symptoms and have already ingested it. The second reason consists in the scary fact that the byproducts that originate from digesting such scavenger meat is highly poisonous. We're referring specifically to the so-called death enzymes, such as cadaverine and putrescine. These death enzymes are extraordinarily useful in nature. Without their assistance, no flesh would revert to dust. They are extremely useful to break down a corpse, but terribly inconvenient in a living human body. Similar problems and more arise out of the eating of prohibited foods. God said don't, but man said do, and the results have touched every human. God proof number 71, Leviticus 15.2 Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When any man hath a running issue out of his flesh, because of his issue he is unclean. The scriptures are replete with instructions concerning contagious diseases. Those who were contaminated and were classified as unclean were separated from the general population until clear of the uncleanness. The directive uncovered, uh, excuse me, covered a wide range of issues from leprosy to the common cold. Today, such a concept would be known as quarantine. The vast benefits of the quarantine should be obvious to all, but as in much of life, the truth is obfuscated by untruths and ill motivations. The following excerpts are from the 2003 article in the Los Angeles Times under the heading, 21st Century Role for Quarantines. The battle against severe acute respiratory syndrome, or SARS, has brought back something that most people know only from history books, quarantine. Some critics tell us that quarantine, restraining the movement of people to prevent the spread of infectious disease, is unworkable and ineffective and deserves to be put back on the shelf. Modern medicine, civil rights, and technology have made a quarantine impractical and obsolete, we are told. But history suggests this assumption is mistaken. Where no medical cure is available, as with SARS or Ebola, or in the event of a smallpox bioterror attack, quarantine is a valuable resource and cannot be ignored. Concerning an ugly, devastating communicable disease, HIV-AIDS, the political appetite to quarantine these contaminated individuals does not exist. As a result, untold millions have and will die an untimely death. The following two excerpts are from the Encyclopedia of Public Health. A very important human disease with an incubation time that can and probably usually does exceed 40 days is HIV, human immunodeficiency virus infection. 
but for reasons that have more to do with human rights than epidemiological insights. There is no quarantine for persons exposed to HIV infection. Community values changed in the late 20th century, however, and there is no emotional and political resistance to restricting freedom in the interest of safeguarding the public's health. It is regarded as ethically unacceptable to quarantine promiscuous persons who are HIV positive, even though it might be the best interest of the general public to do so. God said, Quarantine. Proof number 72, Deuteronomy 12, 15 and 16. Notwithstanding, thou mayest kill and eat flesh in all thy gates, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which he hath given thee. The unclean and the clean may eat thereof, as of the roebuck and as of the heart. Only ye shall not eat the blood, ye shall pour it upon the earth as water. In the New Testament, there were four specific Old Testament commandments carried over to the non-Jewish Christians. Acts fifteen twenty-eight and 29. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols, and from blood, and from things strangled, and from fornication, from which if ye keep yourselves, ye shall do well, fare ye well. On this website, the Subject, swine, the other white meat, discusses the research of David Mock of Johns Hopkins University. The doctor measured the toxic effects of animal flesh on a controlled growth, a growth culture. A substance was classified as toxic if it slowed down the culture's growth rate below 75%. The flesh of the clean animals and the clean fish that God instructed Israel to eat proved all to be non-toxic. But the unclean animals, such as swine, rat, cat, etc., were definitely toxic to the life culture, but the blood of all creatures tested even more toxic than the flesh. The consumption of blood is detrimental to life. One of the first orders a doctor is going to issue to a patient with heart trouble is to stop eating red meat. God, the designer and creator of our bodies, said, Do not eat blood. The Jewish people remove blood from the meat by salting and soddening the meat and water, which purges the blood. Koshering salt, which is a very coarse-grain salt, can be purchased for the purpose of purging blood from meat. Broiling over an open flame also purges the blood. God said, do not eat blood. When God says don't, the fallen sons of Adam feel compelled to shout, do. Proof number 73. Leviticus 20, verse 13 and Romans 1, 26 through 28 and 32. If a man lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination, they shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. For this cause, this is Romans, excuse me, uh, 1, 26 through 28 and verse 32. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even so, they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. 
But be it known that God condemns this action, but also extends forgiveness, deliverance, and the power to live a holy life to all who will repent and turn. God's love is extended today for all who are bound by the unclean spirit of sexual perversion. God's words have been ridiculed and rejected, and the fruits this disobedience has borne are deadly. Examples include gay bowel syndrome, HIV infection, AIDS, proliferation of sexually transmitted diseases, neurosyphilis, MRSA. From the San Francisco Chronicle, January 15, 2008, a new variety of staph bacteria highly resistant to antibiotics and possibly transmitted by sexual contact is spreading among gay men in San Francisco, Boston, New York, and Los Angeles, researchers reported Monday. Anal cancer, obesity among lesbians, mental illness, high suicidal tendencies, social discord. Do I need to continue? God said proof. Number 74. Leviticus 20, verses 15 and 16. And if a man lie with a beast, he shall surely be put to death, and ye shall slay the beast. And if a woman approach unto any beast, and lie down thereto, thou shalt kill the woman and the beast. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. I know such an act is hard to fathom, but by most people, including me, but the Kinsey report indicates that 8% of American males have had at least one sexual interaction to the point of orgasm with an animal. The figure for American females is less than 4%, while for males raised on a farm, the number is 17%. This deed known as bestiality is outlawed in 28 states. The world's disobedience has produced the most communicable disease known to man short of the common cold, venereal disease. In the world this year, there will be millions upon millions of new cases of gonorrhea, syphilis, chlamydia, genital warts, herpes, and AIDS. It is reported that venereal disease was initially contracted by human interaction with animals through bestiality. Christopher Columbus's men were accused of exporting syphilis contracted uh, from the New World sheep to Europe. Sheep carry the syphilis germ with no damage to themselves. But when man comes into contact with it sexually and possibly through other ways, the results are deadly. Many have believed that the devastating killer disease AIDS came as a result of human interaction with the African green monkey. Now, more information has caused quite a stir in the scientific community. In February of 1999, at the 6th Annual Conference on Retroviruses and Opportunist Infections held in Chicago, a team of HIV researchers claimed to be able to prove that every single HIV particle in the world today stemmed from a small population of chimpanzees in West Africa. The sin of bestiality continues to destroy millions. A hefty percentage of people in insane asylums today are there as a result of the third and fourth stages of syphilis. Neurosyphilis, which is a potentially devastating disease of the central nervous system, can occur at any time during the syphilis infection. The Creator knew, and in his owner's manual he said, Don't. Proof, number 75, numbers 22, 1 through 7. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in the plains of Moab on the side Jordan by Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. 
And Moab was sore afraid of the people, because there were many. And Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick up all that are round about us, as the ox licketh up the grass of the field. And Balak the son of Zippor was king of the Moabites at that time. He sent messengers therefore unto Balaam the son of Beor, to Pethor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me, this people, for there are too mighty, they are too mighty for me. Peradventure I shall prevail, that we may smite them, that I may drive them out of the land. For I wot that he whom thou blessest is blessed, and he whom thou cursest is cursed. And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the rewards of divination in their hand, and they came unto Balaam, and spake unto him the words of Balak. T.J. Daly writes in his book, Mysteries of the Bible, These references to Balaam throughout the Bible indicate that he exercised a profoundly negative influence lasting for centuries after his death. But do any other ancient records mention him? Interestingly, archaeologists have uncovered an inscription that appears to shed some light upon this mysterious figure. Discovered in 1967 at Dair Allah in Jordan, the inscription consists of 50 lines of text written on an ancient plastered wall that may have been damaged in an earthquake during the reign of King Uzziah and the prophet Amos around 760 B.C. The message, written in Aramaic and thought to have been composed much earlier, is titled, Warnings from the Book of Balaam, the Son of Beor. He was a seer of the gods. The text relates a vision of impending divine judgment for Moab. Scholars have found a number of parallels between the inscription and the biblical account. Dar Ella is located approximately 25 miles from where the Israelites were camped on the plains of Moab across the Jordan River. Some scholars have suggested that Dar Ella was the same location as ancient Pethor, mentioned in the Bible as Balaam's home. Balaam was known as the cursing prophet because he was summoned by Balak for the purpose of cursing Israel. The inscription indicates that he continued to be revered by the people of Midian for hundreds of years. For the people of God, he served as a warning against false religion. End of quote. The archaeologist shouts, Yes! God's word is true and righteous altogether, every jot and every tittle a place to build a life that will last forever. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Proverbs 3, verse 19, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. God said, John, chapter 3, 19, and this is the condemnation. The light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Man said, We are simply animals pursuing our pleasures. Satisfy your desires, whatever they are. Now you have the record.